Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. The dynamic duo becomes a trio. It's 4 o'clock in Los Angeles. It's 6 o'clock in Chicago. And here in New York City, it's 7 p.m. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a very special edition of What's the Buzz, America's Best Popcast. I'm the Mad Dog, Angelo Mad Dog DeCipio. Joined as I am each and every week, the Pitbull, the mouth of the South herself. Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman. How are you, Amelia? Big good. How are you? I'm absolutely wonderful. We got a special guest tonight. Our uh, our, our two man team turns into a three man uh, over the top battle royale tonight. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're gonna have a good time tonight. Um, yes. Before we get started, let me tell everybody you are watching America's Best Podcast. Mm -hmm. What's the buzz tonight's show? Amputees on the move. We're going to talk about the new face of amputees in America. Uh, it's a special show for me because my sister was a double amputee. Uh, and she's not with us now. Um, she, I lost her five years ago. But uh, in large part because she lost limbs. Now it's just five years. But it seems that the world of prosthetics has come light years absolute light years since my sister passed. Let's talk a little bit about the move. The move to have amputees move. It's oh. a great show concept, and we're going to do it tonight. Amelia, yes. I want to give you the honor, young lady. I'm going to give you the honor. I'm going to bring you up to the big camera. <laughs> Let's bring you up to the big camera. Here you go. I'm going to give you the honor of introducing our special guest of the night. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I have the honor to introduce our guest tonight. She is not only a wonderful person that I have uh, gone to know for 29 years, actually, now. Um, she is How much did you pay her to say that? <laughs> <laughs> Millions. Right? She is a wonderful, good-hearted, loving, kind person. She's been a single mom. Uh, she is, I, I guess, I would say... One of the nicest persons that I know that anytime you ask her for anything, she's always there for you, no matter what. No matter what uh, life throws her way, she says, you know what? I'm going to knock you down. Well, no nothing stands in her way. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I give you Melissa Rolette, my cousin, a sister. We've yeah. done everything together. <laughs> this Hello, is everybody. <laughs> Amelia's cousin, Melissa Rolette. You are an Hi, everybody. on the move, young lady. Yes. How you doing, kid? Awesome. How are you? Good. We spoke a little bit before camera rolled, 
and uh, and got a little feel for you, and without going into any show sub, right? I like to do that while we're on the air. Mm-hmm. Um, let's first of all um, give a brief history of how you come to become uh, an amputee. Where did it start? How did it start? What happened? What changed your course of direction? Well, I've been working in the VA. I worked at the VA for 24 years. Mm-hmm. I started having stomach problems, and I was sitting behind the counter. I had a line full of veterans, and I instant messaged my boss, and I'm like, hey, I'm, I got something going on. He goes, well, you can't leave all them vets in line. So I ended up running to the bathroom, left all the vets in line. I got rode up for that one. <laughs> and then um, I left there, and I went to went to the emergency room. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I went to a walk-in clinic and they said, well, you got something going on with you, but we don't know what it is. You might want to go to the emergency room. So I went to the emergency room. Oh, actually I went home because they gave me five days off. So I thought, all right, I'm covered for the VA. I got five days off. I'll find out what's going on eventually. So I go home, I'm laying on the couch and I had such pain that I couldn't, couldn't handle it. So I ended up calling 911 and they brought me to the hospital I was in there for five days. They could not figure out what was wrong. They discharged me. I still was having real bad stomach pain and vomiting and just coming out every every orifice of my body. And I ended up going back to the emergency room in Zephyr Hills, Florida. In Zephyr Hills, Florida, I was in there for 11 days. They couldn't find out what was wrong. So they discharged me. So my parents were like, well, you're not going out back out in the country because I lived out in the country at the time. Come stay with us. And I'm like, okay. So I went to their house and I had a heating pad in the bed because my stomach was hurting. So that night my foot started getting cold. So I started flipping it back and forth on this heating pad. And I got up to go to the bathroom as I normally do in the morning. And I collapsed to the floor. I couldn't hold myself up. So they took me back to the emergency room. And that's when they found out I had blood clots. I had two, um, two in my left leg, one in my right leg, one in my stomach, and one in my heart. Oh dear uh, God! Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I was in the hospital. I was in the hospital for four months. So they um, they ended up amputating my leg and all of that. I get discharged out of the hospital, and I went to my primary care as the follow up. And I told him, I said, I'm still throwing up. I can't keep anything down. So that's when he sent me for another test with contrast. And it showed I had bowel blockage. So I had a blood clot in my stomach. Oh, my God. So back in the hospital, I went. I was in the hospital for four months. I almost died. I, I pretty much got to where I just gave up. I just didn't care if I lived or died or anything. And I was so drugged up in there, I you know. When you're drugged up like that, you just don't care anyway. So that's like a summary of it all. And we didn't have to give up, did we? (laughs) I've got a lot of questions, but I got some basic fundamental questions. Okay. Holy crap. Okay, where do I begin? Had you or anyone that you've known in your family ever had a history of blood clots? No. They they done a bunch of tests on me. They done a bunch of blood tests and stuff, trying to figure out why I was getting all these blood clots. And basically I went to hematology and everything. And they said that it's hereditary. My mother uh, had a massive heart attack when she was 35. So they, they chalked it up to being hereditary. Well, that's what I was going to say to you. I know that it's hereditary. 
So that that's why the main thing I said initially was, was there anyone in the family that you not could that, have looked back to? No one. Not that not that I know of. But that's back in them days, really they, they couldn't tell what you got anyway. No, not back then. That's really bizarre. It's interesting. With my sister, there was a history, and they were able to, to you know, kind of play backwards into it, which mm. was good. It still didn't stop the fact that she ended up losing both legs, uh, you know, and ended up killing her. Um, long story short, but... You're here to talk about it. Um, let's talk about the initial reaction of the VA to your dilemma. They didn't seem oh. quite sympathetic as they should. Uh, and, if, no. and if you watch the show, you know that I'm not a, a big believer in hospitals. I don't like them, um, although they're responsible largely for saving my wife's life. Actually, not the hospital, but a particular doctor. Yes. I have respect for doctors, not yeah. hospitals. Because ho yeah. hospitals very often do the wrong thing. Yes, it for is. The, for the right reason. Right. Go figure that one out. Treat but, you and treat you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. yes. So here's what well, here's what I have to ask. You You tell your supervisor, hey, I'm not feeling myself here. Right. So you yes. get out of there, you get yourself finally to somebody to see you. And long story short, they discover you've got blood clots and something's going on because they're clotting like crazy on you. All right. In your stomach, your arteries, yes. your veins everywhere. Right. So that's cr kind of crazy stuff. But yes. again, you're four months in the hospital being treated for this what other preventative measures did they give you or do to you to try to slow down or stop the clotting they just gave me a bunch of different types of medicine trying different things right. um blood thinners they put me on blood thinners and yeah. i was on a lot of pain pills too because of my leg and i was i was so drugged up i was looking for chocolate covered cherries in my bed I, you know, I, I, I just, yeah, oh, I just I stayed so drunk up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have, believe me, Melissa, when I tell you, I have no problem believing that. I have absolutely mm -hmm. no problem believing that. Yes. Uh, some of the shit they give you in the hospital will make you fucking loony. It really will. <laughs> so <laughs> I was doing the Dow Jones on my cardiac, <laughs> on my, uh, so yeah. they, they treat you then, uh, Initially for, for blood clots. All right. So now. Yes. At some point, obviously, because you're an amputee, so at some point, something else rises its ugly head and you have to deal with. What was the next yes. setback for you? The next setback is when I went to my primary care and I found yeah. out that I had a blood clot in my stomach. So... I have bowel blockage, so they had wow. to go in and remove. They had to remove two and a half feet of intestines. Oh my yes. god! So, yeah, I had a hard time in um, recovering from all of that because you know they want you to do your exercises for your for your leg, but I couldn't do much because of my stomach. I had stitches mm -hmm. from belly button all the way up. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah. you gotta, you, you gotta. Um, I'm gonna ask you to backtrack a little bit. You gotta tell me how it was that they end up taking your leg. Was it initially? Was it circulatory? Was it uh, a, a poor circulation in your feet? What happened that you that well, you I, end up losing, or were was it clots in your leg? Well, what happened is my foot was cold, and I kept put, flopping it on the heating pad all night long. I got up in the morning and just collapsed. I couldn't hold myself up. Mm-hmm. So they took me to the emergency room, and they called down a vascular surgeon. He goes, I need to go in and find out why, uh, why you're not getting circulation. So yeah. he goes into my groin on that leg, and he goes, well, you got a, a, a blockage. You got a, a blockage in there. He puts a chemical in there to get rid of that blockage. And when he did that, he goes, I'm going to go check the other leg. So he goes into my groin on the other side, goes in that leg and goes, wow, you got a blockage over here, too. So he puts that chemical in that leg to get rid of it. Now, this chemical, you can only use it once. Yeah. So he goes back to my left leg and goes in. He goes, oh, my God, if automatically formed another blood clot. He goes, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to lose your leg because I cannot use this chemical more than once. It formed so, a slot yes. while he was there. While he was there, when he went to go check the other leg and went back to it, it automatically formed another blood clot. That that's hold on, back up because that's mm-hmm. like unheard of. Yes, yeah. That's even even that vascular surgeon was amazed. He goes, "I've never seen nothing like it. I've never uh, seen nothing." Yeah. Like it. So, did anyone did did a hematologist or an endocrinologist come in and say? This is a blood problem, not a clot problem. Did, well, did they ran anybody... so many tests on me. I ended up going to a hematologist outside wow. of the hospital. Mm-hmm. And he said it's definitely hereditary because we cannot find any other reason for these blood clots. And you can't you can't pinpoint anyone in your family that you can go back to that like no. this might be the person like a grandfather or an uncle or an uh, an aunt or anyone see my mother my mother had a massive heart attack when she was 35 oh my and god and she had a vascular no. some kind of vascular disease but i don't i don't know i've tried to look look at her records and stuff like that the records that i have from her hospital visits and i couldn't find nothing in that either is your mother so I, obviously I, no longer with us, right? No. No, no. She she passed in 1981. And she was 35? 35, yes, sir. Amelia. She just recently would have had a birthday, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amelia, yep. questions. Yeah. yeah, no, I remember Melissa. We used to see her every day in the hospital. I mean, every day we used to say hi to her, and they knew us pretty much by name. They would say, hi, Jeff, Amelia, hi, we're here to see Melissa. Don't worry. And they would say, you have anything? Like, no, we don't have anything for her today. Yeah, questions for Melissa. Yes, and I I know, Melissa, it's affected you so much, and I know, how much behind the scenes did you not tell us that it affected you? Well, you go, I think you go through stages. You go through accepting it. You go through a denial stage, like, why did this happen to me? Um, you go through a major depression and sometimes I still go through that depression. You know, yeah. it's like right now I'm down. I have a, a bump on my stump yeah. and I have to rely on my, my fiance to do everything for me. He has to go and do yeah. the laundry and you know, he has to do everything. And I hate relying on people. 
And well, you know, you go what, I have to give you kudos. I want to say this. I want everybody to hear this. Mm -hmm. yes. I got to give you kudos because you've got an amazing attitude. You have a a, a kick-ass and take-names attitude. I like yes, that. Does. <laughs> you have a never- Oh, you have no idea. You catch me on the back <laughs> oh, of yes, a Harley. <laughs> she does. She rides bikes. Oh, oh yes, I do. Trust I do. Me. Yes. So the other thing is- uh, you you have this you know take no for an answer kind of of mentality which you can't accept defeat you never accept defeat not when you know you've got options so here's what I want people to know we had a young lady on the show Saturday mm -hmm. much like what Melissa just said uh, Stephanie Dudley was here. Mm -hmm. And she talked also, that's a big, a very, very big thing in that you have to identify the stages of grief that you're going through. Yes, you're going to get angry and depressed and, um, and sad and, and you're going to want to negotiate and you're going to want to, uh, you want to, you want to lash out at the word. You're going to want to do all these things you know uh, before you finally at some point come to the, the 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 level of acceptance which is this is my life mm -hmm. this is the way it's going to be and i got to make the best with what i got which seems to be is what Melissa is doing correct um i do I, I walk into a room, usually as an amputee, you walk into a room and everyone stares. Yeah. And I hold my head up high and I smile back at them. It sure does. You know, because yeah. I feel like I'm a strong person by doing that. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Very strong person. Just hold your head up high and keep on going because that's what you got to do. Oh, I, I look, mm -hmm. I, I saw it with my sister. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. you, you cannot allow circumstances to dictate your course of action. Don't ever let no. anyone's circumstances mm -mm. dictate your course of action. Let them stare. Oh, yes. You know. And how, you know what? I, I know actually. <laughs> I know somebody who has a prosthetic leg. Okay. When people look at him, he takes it off and says, you want to see it? You want to hold it? I wouldn't doubt that. <laughs> To the point I've done where, that to little kids. Well, and I'm gonna and, I've done that for little kids, taking it yeah, off and let them look at it. It's great. And to the point where Amelia, you'll really appreciate this. Yes. He's a big wrestling fan. Mm -hmm. And he used to go to ECW a lot. He would take his leg off. <laughs> remember the movie The Wrestler? Yes. And the guy takes his leg off and Mickey mm -hmm. worked. That's the guy I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> Okay, yeah. mm -hmm. I know him. Yeah, the is guy. it Steve Chamberlain? No, nah, man. Do no, you, okay, Melissa. You remember how many times we used to go out and uh, people we just walk on in and we started dancing. Remember how long it didn't take you very long, did it, to start dancing again? But, no, no, I still get up and do it. Mm -hmm. it. That's the thing, you know, you can either you know, succumb to it. Or you can embrace it. Yes. You know, this guy takes his leg off and shows anybody who wants to look at mm -hmm. it. 
You know, here, hold it. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, and, and, and it, I know bubbles a guy as, that... it bubbles as a nice weapon too. If you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it yeah, it does. It. We had a woman on the show. Stephanie Dudley was here. She has Amelia. Tell me if I'm lying. Right. She has a prosthetic leg that's got all bling on it. Yes, he does. She has diamonds and sequins on it. She okay. blinged it out. But <laughs> she was a model before she lost her leg. Uh-huh. She was a runway model. Mm-hmm. So she's got a prosthetic leg that's got all bling on it. So bling the hell out. Um, <laughs> I want to talk to you about, I want to get serious for a little bit. Yeah. Yes. I want to talk to you about um, ex- the, the acceptance. We know you went through all the, the stages of grief and denial. But you're at a point now where you've obviously accepted it. Um, what's still for you the hardest thing to deal with on a daily basis? The one thing that you really wish you had, like, functioning legs for? Actually getting around. You know, I, I've got a old beat-up scooter, and I've got a knee scooter. I use the knee scooter inside the house. Uh, we live in an RV. We sold everything and moved into an RV to live that camping life. Yeah. And one of the things I had trouble with is getting around the campground. Um, I We had some snowbirds that loaned us their golf cart. So I have a golf cart to be able to take the trash out by myself or go just well, riding around. You, you don't want to stay in the house all the right. time. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, you've I think just mobility. mobility. Great. Yes. Mobility yeah. is the biggest thing. Yeah. To be able to get around where you don't have to rely on nobody. Yeah. Yeah, I, I tell you that's what, the toughest that's thing. Seen, that's the one thing. I've talked to a lot of people about this, and that that seems to be the one thing is that independence. You know, that sense of independence, the ability to do for yourself without. Asking for for additional help, the fact that yes. you've got a scooter to help you take the trash out—that's a huge plus. It is. <laughs> that's a huge plus. I can imagine. Well, it's can, Amelia told me a little bit about you, so I know you got a bit of an attitude anyway. So, which is good. I like that. So I could see you out on that scooter doing like the evil Knievel popping the wheelies on that thing. You know? Oh, this scooter hauls ass now. <laughs> so, no, we um, have some snowbirds. They they left us their golf cart when they went back up north. So the golf cart's helping me a lot. I can actually get around because my yeah. the scooter that I have is not all terrain. And there's some yeah. rough places around here. Mm-hmm. You know, you live I'm right sure. on we live right on the width of the Coochie River, so it's you know, there's rough terrain around here. Yeah. Oh god, I'm sure. Amelia, questions from Melissa Roulette. Uh, yes, I was going to ask you, you know, now that uh, you're starting Pretend to get around Pretend you don't know bit, her and ask her a question. <laughs> now that you're starting to get around a little bit better, uh, and you, is it affecting you uh, more now where you live at now, or is it easier where you live at now than where you were here in the city? I think it, it is because it's more laid back here. I'm not in a hurry to go nowhere. I don't go yard selling and flea marketing and all that stuff like I used to. Your favorite stuff. I used to go to Goodwills and thrift stores and all that. I don't need all that no more. Mm-hmm. I don't need it all. 
you know, I door dash for groceries to keep from having to go to the grocery store. You know what? It's interesting, Melissa, to hear you say those words. I don't need that Mm -hmm. anymore. The fact that you could have said, I don't want that anymore, but you didn't say that. You said, I don't need, which is interesting choice of words. I put a lot of stock into certain words that people say because subconsciously they say what they mean. Yeah. Uh, It's interesting that, uh, again, playing into your personality, which is pretty out there, which I like that. Um, What was the the one thing, if you could, if you could alter a program for yourself, what's the one thing you would implement for an amputee? What's the one thing that's a must-have? To be able to go to water parks, like roller coasters and uh, water parks and stuff like that. I mean, they have legs where you can swim, but yeah. they don't have a, a a cart in the roller coaster for an amputee to get in, be able to get in and out of. They don't have stuff like that that I know of, but that would be I fun. I will tell you, it's interesting you say that. It's interesting you say that. Because they have those accommodations here in New Jersey. Oh, really? Yes, absolutely. They are completely, um, I hate the word handicap, but they are handicap accessible uh, and handicap viable for everyone who walks in. The only thing that may be a problem from time to time is getting someone in that's very large. Yeah. Like someone that's three or four hundred pounds. That that's been a problem because they, you know, the manufacturers of these rides, they only make them, you know, certain sizes, you know. Yeah. They don't make them in like triple extra large. You know, they're they're made for, you know, the standard size adult, really. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And walking up a lot of stairs, say say if I wanted to go to an Ride a water slide. And you know they're pretty high up. I would have yeah. to go up every oh, yeah. one of them steps. And going up steps is hard. It's a lot of, yeah. of exertion yeah. on your body. That's the, the, the thing about the water slide is a problem. We have a very large amusement park literally five minutes from my house. <laughs> literally five minutes away. We have a place called Clementon Lake Park. They have the oldest roller coaster in America. At this place. Wow. It's, it's a historic landmark. And they also have a dedicated water park. I will tell you from firsthand experience, those are pretty steep steps mm-hmm. to climb up. And even worse, if you have like a ladder that you got to climb. A lot of these things have ladders. Oh, they're yes. not even steps. They're ladders. That you have to climb up. And it's not, you know, it's like 30, 40 feet in the air. Yeah, but even though you're an amputee, you still want to have fun. Oh, well, yes. Sure. I do. Well, what about like something like, uh, for example, um, one of my wife and I love to do this. We go to a, a place in Wildwood, New Jersey called Splash World. And we, we just sit in the uh, inner tube all day and float around the lazy river. Something like that you could do, right? Oh, yeah. I could definitely Mm -hmm. do that. 
I've well, went canoeing. Then... Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, I've canoeing, kayaking, all that kind of stuff. You know, you just. I don't see where it would be an obstruction for you if you were to put your uh, prosthetic leg on, you know, and wear like pair of jeans over it. Who's going to stop you from getting on a ride? Really? Yeah, it's just the climbing the stairs is the only thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes you want to get on a water ride, and it'd be more well, fun. Yeah, I'm way. talking about something like a Ferris wheel or a roller mm -hmm. coaster, or you know, the Batman ride or whatever the hell they call it. You know, I, <laughs> if I set my mind to it, I'll, I'll get on it. Yes, you will. <laughs> they, yes, you I will. know some of these places actually have. That they'll actually assist you getting on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of these places will assist you getting on. Um, I want to show everybody. Oh, before I do, mm -hmm. we're coming up on a commercial. Commercial time. Um, <laughs> let me do this. Let me do a commercial first. Mm -hmm. And then I want to uh, show everybody uh, a little bit of information I uncovered today. So, uh, Amelia, we're yes. going to hit our commercial. Oh, sounds good. Okay. A word from our sponsors at Shopify. Sit back and enjoy a word from our sponsor at Shopify. Just wanted to start a business when something surprising happens. Today, I'm going to teach you how to crochet. She started crocheting like a lot and her friends noticed. Jess, you need to sell those. So she signed up for Shopify and started building her business. Yes, I love that. And after a lot of hard work, this happened. Oh my gosh, I just made my first sale! You see, every day, hundreds of businesses get their first sale on Shopify. We got dang! And the next could be you. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life and become your own boss, build it on Shopify. Do you have sweaty balls or volleyball netty balls? It's time to make them ready balls. The Manscaped.com Lawnmower 3.0 will do the job and clean your knob with its patented no-nick head so your head will function as desired. Enter promo code WRESTLINGFUTURE for a generous 20% discount. That's enter WRESTLINGFUTURE for a 20% discount. Manscaped.com and Wrestling with the Future, going balls to the walls with Manscaped.com and the Lawnmower 3.0, your balls will thank you. And so will we. What's Buzz Podcast wants to welcome Radioactive FM 88.6 in Wellington, New Zealand, Radio Perth, Australia, and RTL Radio 102.5 in Milan, Italy. Welcome aboard, and welcome to the Buzz. Welcome back to America's Best Podcast. What's the Buzz tonight? <laughs> Amputees on the move. I am the Mad Bug. With the pit bull, and we got Melissa Roulette. She is an amputee on the move. When last we left off, you wanted to go to the amusement park. <laughs> We're going to see if we can make that happen for you. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about some of the organizations that are out there. Um, we have an organization I looked into today. Very interesting group. 
It's called moveforgen.org. I, I want to read their mission statement because it's really important. The mission of the foundation is to offer grants in the form of active wear prosthetics to those who have suffered the loss of a limb to sarcoma or other affiliated diseases. These sports prosthetics are not considered necessary by most insurance companies, so the foundation bridges the gap financially to allow amputees to get back to the physical activities they previously enjoyed. That's one group, and I want... I did that especially for Melissa. Here's another group. This is called AmericanBionics.org. Listen to this lofty goal. And they're doing some great work, these people. Check this out. Their mission is no wheelchairs and no prosthetics by the year 2035. Wow. We stimulate the development of revolutionary technologies for people with lower limb disabilities. Our vision is a world in which wheelchairs are obsolete and everyone, regardless of physical condition, can walk, run, and play to the full extent of the human spirit. Through our support of bionic entrepreneurs, our focus on fresh perspectives, and our dedication to bold collaboration, we are accelerating a new era of mobility technology that will change lives forever. Where is that noise coming from? It's the dog. Uh, <laughs> the dogs want to come outside. I'm hearing like some something. Amelia, is that you, Ben? No, I don't hear. Wow. Okay. I'm I'm hearing like I'm my I'm hearing my voice coming back at me. An echo probably on your end. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got yes, a dog. Are you, are you on speaker? Uh, no. I got a dog at the door wanting to come outside. That's probably what it is. Oh, okay. But you're not on. I'm not on speaker. Like, am I on like a speakerphone? No. Okay. Because I hear my voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm hearing my voice here, Melissa. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let Big Mouth have at you again. <laughs> Look at them. <laughs> God I have hell. a big mouth. <laughs> well, first of all, I want to say congratulations because I know that she's going to be a grandma for the first time. I am. Yes, congratulations. And her one and only daughter is going to be a mama. And also, um, I was going to ask you as well, I know that you went through, how many sizes did it take you to get to your uh, leg, to your actual leg? How many times? Yeah. I'm working on my sixth leg now. Wow. Wow. Oh. Already got it approved. See, I get since I'm so active, I get really upgraded on my ankles and stuff mm -hmm. to help me bend down easier and have oh, more fantastic. more mobility in my ankle. Because most prosthetics are just stiff. Yes, I remember the one that you had at first was really really hard for you, and I know that it was just easier <clears> to get <throat> to the one that you had, the zebra print one, was one of your favorites. Yep. yep. I had zebra print. I had leopard print. I had folk art. The one I have now just looks like spin wheels. I'm going back to the leopard print. My next My one's gonna be leopard print. Would love that. <laughs> yeah, she does. And she actually actually paints. You ought to see her uh, her paint a painting that she does, Angelo. She actually painted a gorilla with the beer uh, in one hand and a cigar in the mouth. And <laughs> well, that that's funny because I I do I do artwork. Um, 
my 64th birthday is coming up, and, and I vowed to myself that I'm going to embrace my inner creative spirit. <laughs> I'm going to get back to painting and playing again. So, well, anyway. that stuff's relaxing for you. It's, it's, oh, very much so. Relieve stress. So let's talk about. I want to talk about these these two companies that I brought up tonight. Um, are you surprised to, to hear that there are companies out there like this doing this amazing work? Because you seem surprised. well. The Bionics one I've heard of. The Bionic one I've heard of that one. Okay. Somebody told me about that one. Um, another one I've heard of is 50legs.org. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That guy was, uh, his name was Steve Chamberlain. He is, was a wrestler. And from what I understand, he got ran over by diesel tire or something. And he become an amputee. Yeah. And he goes around and helps little kids a lot. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Uh, that's another, that's a whole specialized area. This yeah. group here called American Bionics. They're doing remarkable work. I mean, remarkable work. I um, seen a guy that had one of them legs. I seen him yeah. at a, a fair because anytime somebody's an amputee and I see them, I feel like they're family. So I yeah. go up and talk to them and we talk about different prosthetics and where we got it from and where we go and the different mm -hmm. trials and tribulations and stuff like that. Yeah. And that bionic stuff is really cool. Oh, yes, it is. I've, it's I've remarkable. Here's the funny thing. You want to hear this? I, I mentioned this the other day. You know who's largely responsible for this stuff? Who's that? Hollywood. Really? Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hollywood invented the first prosthetic. It was a special effects makeup guy. Wow. Yep. I know. It was a back in the 1950s. You know, you, you think about Hollywood and, and think about movies back in the 40s and 50s. They were pretty cutting edge for their time. You know, what's amazing is that they have technology that hospitals and doctors don't have. Because they create their own. Think about it. If, if you're doing a movie and you need a robot skeleton. Okay. That's not something you can go to like Robots R Us and buy one. No. You, know? <laughs> you got to create it from the ground up. And that's what they do. Look at Steven Spielberg. Look at George Lucas. They created all these Star Wars and Jaws and all this stuff, E.T., from scratch. Okay? Leave the, leave the dog alone. Okay? The dog's fine. <laughs> the dog's, Do you hear? The dog is off to the no. side crying because he wants your attention. Because mm -hmm. well, he wants to come outside. Your attention very shortly. But... <laughs> Hollywood is largely responsible for the boom in prosthetics. They created the first. So it's no surprise to me that American Bionics is doing the kind of work that they're doing. You know, think about the technology that they have at their disposal. You know? Yeah, they got the they, fingers they, they, that'll they, move they, and... They have, oh my God, they have legs now with hydraulics in them. Yes. Wow. With You hear what I'm saying, folks? With hydraulics. <laughs> they have arms that you can snap on and they become a part of your body. Wow. You understand what we're talking about? We're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's crazy. 
We're talking about clip-on limbs that you can take with you. Okay? That's amazing. Machinery that becomes part of the body. Remember the show? It's funny because here's what we're talking about. Remember the show years and years ago called The Six Million Dollar Man? Yes. Yep. Okay. Remember the other one called The Bionic Woman? Woman. Mm-hmm. Yep. They were two people that were made up of flesh and machine. Well, that's what we are. We have been for a very long time, but most people never realized it. So the camaraderie between machine and man is as natural as the sun is to daylight. Uh, The problem is not everybody recognizes it, not everybody embraces it. But if you lose a limb, trust me, you're going to embrace it mighty fucking fast, real fast. Uh, Just ask Stephanie Dudley and just ask Melissa Roulette. They'll tell you how quickly they'll embrace it. Amelia, questions for Melissa? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know that uh, you have struggles and everything like that. And I, uh, how hard was it for you to ask the family for help or to even help you? Because I know that we wanted to help you as much as we could, but was it hard for you to ask us for help? I, living with Joanna Paul, my uh, my aunt and uncle, it was hard for me because I'd been out on my own for so long. And then you have to rely on people to to go to the store and buy you panty liners, you know, uh, anything you needed, I had to ask them for. And I didn't, I didn't like the feeling of that. So I didn't, I, I tried not to ask anybody for anything. If I couldn't get it myself, I just went without it. But you always had me and I always helped this as much as I could. So you knew that <laughs> you and Jeff, you and Jeff have always been there to help anytime I need it. Anytime anybody was in the hospital, you're right there on it. And I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Well, oh, that seems to be, uh, um, Amelia. Let me let me chime in here with you for okay. for just a second, because sure. what, what Melissa brings up is really critical. Mm-hmm. It, it's a point of contention for a lot of amputees, and not only amputees, but people with other physical um, imperfections or deformities. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that that constant need to ask for help? Right. People are under the impression that if I ask for help, that I've lost my independence. Right. Nothing could be further from the truth. Exactly. Nothing. Asking for your help, asking for help from someone only bolsters your independence. Because every time somebody helps you, you get a little stronger. Yes. So don't look at, at don't look at any help in the eye and don't. You know, don't turn it away. You know, it's it's like looking a gift horse in the mouth. Don't ever do that. Uh-huh. If somebody comes along bearing gifts, fucking take them. Okay, <laughs> take them. Because right? we'd always call her. So what do you need? And she say yeah, nothing. Yeah. I'm, I'm and sorry. then thank you for yielding your time to me. Thank you. We'd ask her, say, what do you need? And she says nothing. And I said, Melissa. <laughs> so she'd give. You'd say, well, this, this, and. We'd come up and bring her extra. She's like, what are you doing? I said, nothing. Just putting some groceries away. <laughs> and she'd be like, y'all. So, you know, but we would do that. Anytime she needed help, we're always there for her. And, of course, we were there for anyone. And she yeah. knew that. I've got a question. Mm-hmm. How, um, how accepting was your family when, uh, when they finally saw you without both 
lower limbs? Well, um, my aunt and uncle raised me because my mother passed when, when I was 13 years old. Mm -hmm. Their daughter lost her leg, same leg, same hospital, same doctor, a month before me. Are you shitting me? No. So they you, they kind of was used crazy. to crazy. They got a double whammy. And wow. I understand the stress they went through because they had to do it twice. All right, now Melissa, I gotta ask you because because this this bears the question: What pray tell was the catharsis for her losing her leg? She got into a motorcycle wreck in Texas when she was a teenager, ah. and she got a bone infection. Shriners mm. Shriners kept her leg on; her leg was just hanging on by a piece of meat, and Shriners helped her to keep her leg. Until she turned 21. When she turned 21, uh, of course, Shriners don't help you after that. And yeah. she maintained her leg for all these years until right before I lost mine, a month before me, she lost hers. Wow. And it's funny because I, when she lost her leg, and I thought, you know, I'm so glad that won't happen to me. That ain't going to happen to me. And then a month later, it happened to me. Never so you say can't never. never say it ain't going to happen to me. It ain't going to happen to me because it can't happen to you. Mm -hmm. That's why I say to people, never say never. Nope. You can't. Never say never. Look yeah. around you know, I, and I, be thankful for what you have, but more importantly, be thankful for what you don't have. Yep. I tell people every time I see them, yes, be grateful for what you have, but be grateful for what you don't have. Well, what's that mean? That means be grateful to you. You don't have that person's problems or that person's weight on their shoulder or that person's physical uh, abnormalities. Be thankful you don't have some of that uh, baggage. Okay. Be grateful for what you have. Um, Melissa has an attitude I like. Yes. That's something people need to have. Have an attitude. Look, mm -hmm. you can you can retreat, you can surrender, or you can fight back and kick ass. Yes, because I, I like asked her fight that. back. I I'm asked her. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick ass and take names. That's right. That's <laughs> yeah, well, the, 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 the mad I, dog is a, is a fighter. Okay, here's the deal. I even asked her that too. I said, "What's the first thing you want to do as soon as you can?" She goes, "I want to go out there and dance." And what do we do? Mm, we absolutely. went out there and danced, didn't we? Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Well, it's fun. my sister danced at her son's wedding. Mm -hmm. They took, of course, they picked her up out of her wheelchair and mm -hmm. he held her there. But still, she was on her feet for it. Yep, that's you what know? counts. Yes. And it's funny, yeah. you'll, you'll have a lot of people out there in the audience that won't dance. But when I get up there dancing, they're like, well, hell, if she can get up there and dance, I can get up there and dance. And they get yeah. up and dance. Absolutely. You know, it's just, just got to have a positive attitude and having a See, a lot of people that are handicapped and disabled in wheelchairs and stuff have a really uh, a bad attitude toward the world. They, yeah, you know, this I, happened you know to me what? and everybody you're owes me. And... Right. You're absolutely right about that. I want you to do me a favor, Melissa. What's Elaborate that? on that. I want Talk to the people. Look into that camera and talk to the people. Well, I've worked in the VA for 24 years, and I have much the utmost respect for every veteran, no matter the color, size, shape, what have you. But I've seen a lot of veterans that feel like everything's owed to them because they're just dis disabled in a wheelchair and they're hateful and they're mm -hmm. mean 
not all of them, but a lot a of lot people, of not only not only veterans. Yeah. I'm not putting just veterans. I'm just saying there's a lot of people that are disabled that are hateful and mean. And I decided yeah. I wasn't going to be one of them people. I wanted to be positive and I wanted to kick ass and take names. I didn't want to be that negative Nancy, the one that's going to be stuck in a wheelchair all my life. I will literally crawl to do what I want to do. Yes. Good. If for I have you. to do it, I'm going to crawl. You hear what she's saying, folks? You hear what she's saying? If there's a will, there's a way. And if you're Melissa Rollette, get out of her way. Exactly. <laughs> get the fuck out of her way. She'll run your ass over. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Again, let me bring this up. Uh, for people out there, if you're looking for information, moveforgen.org is the company. Moveforgen.org. They do amazing work from children to the seniors. They don't pay for everything, but they help. They help make up some money. They bridge the, like they say, they bridge the gap. They offer grant. The other company, really important. This is a a remarkable, remarkable organization. It's AmericanBionics.org. Their goal Listen to this one. Their goal by 2020, I'm sorry, by 2035 is to have no wheelchairs and no prosthetics necessary for people to live happy, viable lives. That's a pretty lofty statement, but guess what? They're already starting to make it happen. And if you look around at the just the sheer number of prosthetic alternatives, it's fucking mind-boggling what is out there on the market. You've got everything from the old, you know, prosthetic wooden leg to the plastic leg to chrome to, you know, uh, to Stephanie Dudley's diamond and bling, you know, to uh, to, you name it. There, There are legs out there. With hydraulics in them. You hear what I'm saying? They will walk for you. Do you hear what I'm saying, people? They'll walk. They have legs that will help. That's awesome. Make Mm -hmm. you walk. And if you think I'm kidding, check this shit out. Watch this. There's a website. It's a YouTube channel. I want everybody to check this out. It's called the Active Amputee. It's youtube.com forward slash at the Active Amputee 4061. I watched this guy's videos. It's amazing. He's climbing mountains. He's water skiing. He's um, he's jumping out of airplanes. He's, nothing is stopping this guy. Check this out. It's the Active Amputee 4061. YouTube.com forward slash at the Active Amputee 4061. And his name, by the way, is Bjorn. I believe he's from Denmark or Sweden. Uh, But great guy and just remarkable. What an inspiration. So that brings to close Amelia the Pitbull Chapman. Another Another show in the can, as they say. In the can. <laughs> yes. So talk to me, kid. Um, 
What do we got coming up? Tell everybody oh, what's coming up. Absolutely. We have on um, actually June uh, 5th, we have uh, Michael Zimmer Santos. He's coming back on our show. He yep. was the uh, lookalike for a Gene Simmons kiss. Gene Simmons. He's he's scary, this guy. He looks so much <laughs> like Gene Simmons. Gene uh, Simmons doesn't even know who Gene Simmons is. Plenty I called him Gene on the show three, four, five times. Ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. Crazy. And this time, though, he's going to be bringing some of his drawings. He's bringing a very talented artist. Very, very talented. talented. He's a very talented guy in, in many ways. Um, What else we got coming up? Well, June 6th, we really we're going to have somebody on the show, but I guess he's going to be on the set. But I, uh, you said that you had something else planned. He for is. That, uh, we're, we're, we're supposed to have... I'm going to put it out there. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to have the world's number one Johnny Depp lookalike. His name is Danny Lopez. Danny is in L.A. right now on a movie set. He's filming a movie. Um, they Believe it or not, they use him a lot. Yes, he looks a so lot. much like He's it. fucking <laughs> scary looking. This guy looks just like Johnny. Just like him, and I thought I you were really gonna. I thought you were not, pulling my leg and thinking that was really Johnny Depp, and I'm like, you were like, no, that's and I had to like yeah, do a no, double take. No, that's looking like that. No, for real, he was looking. Yeah. Like the other thing, uh, we have um, uh, what do we got coming on? Uh, we have um, um Dan Emer. When, when's yes, Dan? On June 13th, he's gonna be on our show again for yes. the book that he wrote, The Satan Gene. The and Satan Gene. Yep. Yes. Lots of questions for Daniel Emer. Yes. And later that week, a special Friday episode June of What's the Buzz? America's Popcast. And Amelia will be joining me for that episode. That's Johnny Whitaker. Why does that name sound familiar to you? Johnny Whitaker played Jody on Family Affair. He was a child actor. Remember Jody and Buffy and Mr. French? And Uncle Bill, mm-hmm. all those folks from Family Affair, Johnny Whitaker will yeah. be here. That curly little red hair. Family <laughs> Affair. My new best friend, Johnny Whitaker, actor, movie star, whatever the hell else he's doing. <laughs> that um, curly red hair he had. I remember that. <laughs> and we got, what else we got? What else we got coming up? The, uh, Psychic Paranormal. Uh, from Georgia oh. is actually going to be with us. Yes, on the 19th I want everybody to tell everybody, Amelia. Yes. Hold on a minute. You're talking over me, talking over you. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell everybody what's coming up the 19th and 20th and the 26th and the we, 27th. We actually are going to have the Psychic Paranormal Group from Georgia on the 19th and the 20th. Savannah Paranormal will yes. join us. For two nights. For two nights. For two nights, folks. Two. Not just one night. Double the trouble. I mean, double the pleasure. (laughs) Double the trouble. (laughs) And we will have psychic medium Valentina. Valentina. Her name is Valentina Marie uh, Lomborf. I believe that's how you say it. Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yes. Yeah, Lomborf. She will be. She's actually. Uh, I believe she's got a British accent, but she's from like Denmark or that she's Danish. I believe she is, and like she lives here in Florida. She's not too far from you know yeah, myself or Melissa. Not, not far too far from where you are, or where, actually where Melissa is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how far is she from Melissa? 
Uh, probably about an hour or so away farther yeah, from not uh, far at all. Me. Not from uh, not yeah, because she's she's actually um, she I think she was born and raised in in Great Britain. I believe so. She's got a very thick British accent. Very. I just hope I can understand her. <laughs> I hope my stout Philly ears are attuned to that. <laughs> you know? Well, I'll tell you what, folks. It's been a great show. It's been a great week of shows for Melissa. Don't call me handicap roulette. <laughs> for Amelia, the pitbull Chapman. I'm Angelo DeCipio. You can call me the Mad Dog. We will see you next time. Be good to each other. Be kind. God bless everyone. And uh, and remember, you know, instead of chasing fuzz, turn on what's the bar. Yeah. Take care, folks. Bye-bye.